Good morning and welcome to the Pleasure for Health podcast. My name is Ilsa and we are uh, nearing the end of 2023 and I thought as part of our looking forward and backwards uh, that we might look at the concept of desire today. Desire being what we desire for ourselves, desire being something that leads us towards uh, working for a goal, there's there's so much tied up in desire that I just wanted to like actually do a whole episode on this concept. So settle in and let's discuss uh, the idea of desire and how we can use this almost as a spiritual path, if you will, of finding out who we are and finding out how to um, come closer to our true self. So. I was really recently doing some reading and, and many great philosophers have wrestled with this concept of desire, but we, we still haven't really figured out what it is as human beings, which I think is interesting because it's, it's one of those words that we all use, but we're not quite sure what it always means. So I'm probably not going to answer what all the sages have, have wrestled with over the centuries either, but I think it's worth pondering what is desire. You know, is it is it just a, a sexual desire? Is it uh, something that we really want? And what what does that mean? You know, what is a desire versus a need? Let's say. Um, so, according to Jung, uh, Carl Jung, in the Red Book, which was um, published just in the last couple of decades, um, Jung described. Um, people looking for the soul in desire. So he paired up this idea that desire helps us find our way to being soulful or finding our soul. Um, so we could find our soul in desire itself, but not in the objects of that desire. I think that's really profound that we could actually use desire itself as a way to connect with our soul. You know, when I work with clients, I often ask them, what is the intention of your heart? What is your desire? What is something that makes you feel drawn to work, drawn to do something, drawn to action? And often it, it you know, this is desire and it's desiring to move towards something that is our soul. But the object that we desire, so let's say we desire a partner, we desire money, we desire a better house, we desire a good relationship, we desire um, to go back to school, whatever your desire is, it's not about the actual thing that you're desiring, it's about the fact that you have desire at all. And I know that's like, kind of weird to wrap your head around. But when I look at people these days, and I notice that the light has just gone out of their eyes, you know, people uh, that have given up hope, um, that just look dead. They've lost this desire. There is no desire there. They just are kind of automatons. They're, they're robots going through the, the actions of life, but not having any soul, not having any gleam. Like, I don't know what you spark, you know, we call it lots of things, but it's hard to put your, put it into words. So it's this idea that we have a desire, that we have many desires, that we can be in touch with that is how we begin to touch our soul. And so it's not in the object 
that is the the uh, outcome the you know that we're really wanting it's the it's the fact that we have something to light the fire inside of us you know we've been studying the tarot here at our Celtic hearth over the last year and the wands suit in the tarot is kind of speaks to this speaks to the spark speaks to this flame what is it that lights a fire in you that you are you know wanting to move forward with so i think that's you know i just find that profound and the fulfillment of our desire is never really as interesting as the desire itself like you know sometimes it's many poets write about love in this way right the the sweetness and the poignancy of being in love is the being in love not the actual fact that you um get the object of your desire so i think it's really interesting that it's about the desire itself so this desire motivates us to get up and work to play to quest for something this desire to go off on a quest um there's action that's called forth that otherwise we would just become passive that we're boring and passive and there's also a danger in following our desire as it can just as easily lead us outwardly to more and more external gratification so it's this complex master or mistress you know whatever gender both all genders you want to put on this it's it's a very complex thing because it, it leads us outwardly but it's in touch with something inwardly and so there's this really interesting interplay there and one of my clients actually said this really beautifully recently um she wrote an email you know and said there's an importance of creating safety within ourselves for our own needs and desires to be expressed from a place of grounded genuineness so we you know create safety so that within ourselves we can find this place of desire and express this desire from this place inside of ourselves so it's the finding of the place and then having the the not only the safety i think but the ego strength to really express our desire and then you know have that come forth is really the the answer to that and from this grounded genuine place i think that's talking about our soul so when we create this place our soul place from there our desire can lead us out into the world and you know there is actually a path called the path of attainment it's a sufi one of the sufi paths to spiritual enlightenment i guess you would say um that deals with this that you move outwards towards you you try to attain something it doesn't actually matter what you could want to attain you know you could say well i want to have a new computer and this is your path of attainment and you put everything you have into working towards getting a new computer this is a spiritual uh, endeavor you have a desire you move towards it once you get that thing you most likely realize that you want another thing or that the computer in and of itself is not the end of your quest you have another thing that you want to go for and so you maybe then you say well i want to have like a car so you work and work towards having a car you get your car and then you're like well this is not it either and you keep working towards this so it's a spiritual path towards eventually theoretically <laughs> i haven't actually tried this over my lifetime too much but the theory holds true in my mind 
is that theoretically you get to a place where you come to desire God or spirit or uh, self or soul or the universe or whatever, whatever name you want to put on that divine spark, you come to actually desire that unity or, you know, um, union or all of those terms. And so after, you know, having worked on smaller desires over the years, like let's say you you yearned and desired a computer and you got it, you yearned and desired for your car, you got it. Now, when you yearn and desire for union with God or whatever that is, you have this built this uh, path, neural pathways really on how to attain these things. And so you work towards that. And that might look like praying every day or meditating or going for walks in nature or, you know, thinking about every action you take that is it in alignment with my highest good and everyone else's highest good, like however that looks for you, you would have some um, patterns set up that would that you would know how to attain and you would eventually attain, you know, union with God or however that looks. So it's interesting that this desire can lead us to inner or outer attainment, both. I think it's important to, to go out into the world and to follow our desire, but not to get so entranced by the external world that we end up chasing the fulfillment of our perceived desires and, you know, potentially getting stuck in those. I think this is where I actually was curious about this concept of chasing desire or questing to fulfill our desire, because I think it's important to do that. But then again, if we think that it's the object that's out there, that is what the answer is, then it's not actually, we're not actually kind of getting it. And it's having a desire at all that calls us to do that. And I suppose in some ways, having a desire that is in our own and everyone else's highest good would be important to come to this place of groundedness with because potentially we could desire something that would hurt or harm someone else and fulfilling that desire would would not lead towards any sort of spiritual attainment it would lead towards destruction and evil in the world which I do think happens so it's this interesting you know it's this interesting mix and so if our desire rules us we're not in, you know, we're not in control of that. We're not in any kind of enlightened state. If we have a desire, but we understand how to put that desire towards our own self, towards the best uh, attainment of for everyone, then that can work for us. So we don't want to get blinded by it. We don't want to get possessed. You know, in Jung's Red Book, again, he said, if he possessed his desire and his desire did not possess him, he would lay a hand on his soul. So when it becomes like a fetish and you just can't, or an addiction, you can't do anything else but go for the thing, that is not uh, mastery of desire, if you will. And so many uh, enlightened beings have talked about mastering desire. And this is why I think, you know, many spiritual traditions have this uh, giving up of worldly pleasures or giving up of things because it is such a difficult path to follow this path of desire. But if you don't have any desire at all, you end up not uh, not living, really. So it's this really interesting interplay. What I found interesting for people on healing is to help them become, 
help people become aware of their desires and to welcome them as friends and guides in their lives, but to caution against too quickly satiating themselves on the objects of their desires. So sometimes it helps to sit with our desire and let it work within us um, so that we get profoundly intimate with our desire before we just go out and fulfill it. And I think this also, you know, speaks to people that are very wealthy and can just potentially have every whim and desire fulfilled immediately, doesn't let them sit with the desire. I actually feel that if we had a desire and we sat with it for a while, it would either pass on by because it wasn't worthy of our action, or it would grow and fan potentially our, our inspired action. But I think having it fulfilled too quickly doesn't doesn't serve us either. So if you are just going to fulfill whatever whim comes into your head, I wouldn't call that desire. I would call that, you know, just following every whim. And that potentially could just lead you all over the place in confusion, which we see quite often as well. So when we have our desires fulfilled too quickly, or one without enough of our own sweat and tears, we somehow don't get the fruits of our labor in the same way. Um, I think this is what potentially Jung and, and some others describe as waiting in the desert or going out into the desert um, or even potentially the dark night of the soul. But as you go out into the desert, you're going into a emptiness so that you can become really intimate with your desire. Um, and from that place, I think that grounded genuineness that my client was talking about is potentially that desert, that place that we're, we're sitting with our desire and seeing if it's working within us in a, in a way that's making us a better person and not just letting it, leading us down the path towards hell, if you will, back in Jung's time, you know, potentially it would take you the other direction, which I think is all too common. Actually, there's, you know, whether you believe in a, in hell and heaven as literal places or just uh, metaphorical spaces, I think it's something to, to consider. So many healers of modern times waste precious energy, providing a taste of fulfillment without fully allowing each person to experience their desire. I think this is where uh, I have discussed with my colleagues uh, in the, you know, in the intimacy space of body work or in you know, potentially using pleasure as a healing tool, which is kind of what I tend to find helpful for many of us. It can also be a, a red herring in a way. It takes us down that idea of just giving people a taste of their desires and working with that, but not actually allowing each person to experience that and have it grow inside them and to come to any kind of action with that. So this is a time to caution ourselves and to allow our clients to grapple with their own souls. We are there as guides, but not just to grant wishes. Um, so we want to make sure people are coming from this grounded, centered place and ourselves as well, so that we're not acting out of this kind of whim. I'm just going to go for anything that I comes into my head. So I believe there is a, a need for guides and healers and shamans or whatever word you want to put on this people that have uh, grappled in the desert with their own desires and with their own pathways their own souls 
And it's, it's such a tricky place. It's such a tricky place to be because we're not wanting to take other people's energy or take their gold, if you will. We want to be there in order to allow someone to come to see their own gold, their own desires, their own actions in the world and how that uh, can create this soul connection to whether it's to a partner, whether it's to themselves, whether it's to nature, to the planet, you know, to help someone to realize this place of genuineness from which they can reach out with, you know, this desire and this love and this compassion. <clears throat> so again, you know, he whose desire turns away from outer things reaches the place of the soul. If he does not find the soul, the horror of emptiness will overcome him and a fear will drive him with a whip, lashing time and again in a desperate endeavor and a blind desire for the hollow things of the world. He becomes a fool through his endless desire and forgets the way of his soul, never to find her again. And that's from Jung. So there's some really profound wisdom there that, that Jung came to in, in that period of his life when the Red Book was written. So if we take this, that desire is a connection to soul, from soul to the outward world, then we come to understand that, you know, the idea of this rainbow bridge, this, this kind of connection that we as individuals have with the whole could come from this desire. So I'm, I'm really curious about working with desire and working with our soul and how to mat, you know, how to bring this to an awareness so that we bring a more, I don't know, heart-centered, loving spirit to 2024 and beyond as we move forward into the next year and next years towards what is a really tumultuous time in our, in our history. So I do think that this is, you know, as an individual, this is something we can work on. And this is something that we may wanna engage a guide, someone who can walk with us, you know, in this terrain of desert or dark night of the soul or however you look at it, that has faced their own desires and faced some of their demons and is able to hold space for us to do that. So in that vein, that is what I'm attempting to do in my work. And I hope that others listening will maybe be inspired to have a look at this journey as well. So thank you so much for joining me for this interesting introspective study. Um, as you can probably think, I, I got some of the material or was inspired, and my soul was inspired by reading a little bit of the, the Carl Jung's Red Book. So you can find uh, some of that there. And I hope you'll maybe ch chime in or come and um, you know, join me for the next episode. I'm always picking interesting topics loosely relating to relationship and relationship to everything, ourselves, other people, the universe, nature. So if you have a topic you'd like me to uh, talk about, please do send it in. And thanks so much for listening. Um, I love that, that we can take the time to do this with each other. So you can find out more about me on my website, pleasureforhealth.com. That's a good place to start. And do sign up for my blog. Uh, and you can take a look at my other podcast episodes there as well. Thanks so much for joining me and have a wonderful end of 2023.